You are listening to the One Life Podcast by Stena Fitness, where we share our tips, journey, and failings to help you maximize your one life. Welcome to episode 17 of your One Life Podcast with Stena Fitness. Julie and I are live again on uh, Zoom and we'll put it up on YouTube. So if you're listening on uh, whatever podcast platform you're on, uh, you can also check us out live um, on YouTube and we'll give the the links to that below. Today's going to be a bit of a different style. It's it's, uh, more of an interview one. So the the title is going to be How to Conquer Your BHAG, Your Big, Hairy, Audacious Goal. And it's a little bit different today because Julie's going to be interviewing me about one of my uh, big goals. Despite that, I think there's a lot of great takeaways that everyone can uh, learn from and apply to their goals. Okay, so should we start off with what we're drinking? We have to. Okay, so because we have to start off with what we're drinking. So it's Sunday afternoon. We just did a track workout. Oh, I should say this too. For those of you watching live, I'm wearing my Swim Canada shirt because this weekend is the Canadian Olympic swimming trial. So we've been watching that a lot with the girls, which has been awesome. And what's really neat, and most of you may not care about this, but the swim club our daughters are part of, it goes from beginner up through university. So there's people there, part of her team with a swim cap on, and it's a really neat thing uh, for her to see people with her t-shirt and her swim cap you know yeah. qualifying to go to the olympics we so. can say so it's ucsc yeah. so university yeah. of calgary swim club so it starts off she started swimming and she was six and it's really cool because yeah she's like he's wearing my cap <laughs> i'm like yeah it's your cap sophia um uh, okay so what we're drinking is we should show our cheer, cheers father's fun. day so i have my dad's the best and i've mug. got my mom's <laughs> We know what our girls think of us. Uh, so lemon water and I have trace minerals in there and also some Himalayan salt to activate more hydration. So I'm trying to get more hydration in and in the morning before I work out, I love to have this as well before I have my coffee, espresso or my pre-workout because just adding the lemon and the Himalayan salt really increases the permeability of water in the cells. I'll just leave it simple like that. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. Add a little bit of salt. Uh, it <laughs> helps your body. Himalayan salt. It helps your body hydrate better. Um, so a little tip for you, especially as you move into the warmer months. And it also helps to activate your digestion system. Oh, I didn't know that. Digestive system. And it helps to alkaline your body. I could talk. We could do a whole podcast about this. Maybe we should. Over my head. We We should. should. Let's do it. I don't know if people are interested in that. Okay. So this is what we're going to be doing. Um, So I'm going to be interviewing you, which is kind of fun. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So we'll just get started. So what are you doing? Okay. So it's a somewhat of a concept that I think my friend Rich and I made up and it's an Everstein triathlon. And for those of you who, who don't know, Everstein is a challenge that's big in the cycling world and is slowly moving over to running. And what it is, is one hill, one ride, and you repeat it as many times as possible, or not, sorry, as many times as you have to until it 
What are you doing with that? That's very distracting. Oh, oh I was gonna <laughs> take a video of me. Oh, go ahead, then. go ahead. And that's uh, the joys of doing things live for for those of you listening. I'm trying to do a <laughs> a story of this. So, 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 so what everything is is one hill, and you repeat it as many times as necessary until you reach the height of of Everest. So, uh, right around 8,900 meters. Uh, so I did it last year on the bike, and it was about 15 hours. And I did it running, but just the half. Uh, and that was about 10 or 12 hours, I think. Um, and so now what we're going to do this year is an Everstein triathlon. And we're going to go from 8,900 meters up to 10,000, because 89 is just a bit of a silly number. So it's going to be a 10K swim, followed by 10,000 meter elevation gain on, a, on the bike. So we have a hill here, uh, which follows the bobsled track from the 88 Olympics. And uh, so I'll do that probably about a hundred times. And then a run that will cover um, 10,000 meters in elevation gain as well. So I think it'll be about 50 hours all in. And I'm doing it in support of a local charity, Two Wheel View, check them out. I was on the board of directors there for a few years and it, it teaches social emotional learning, teamwork, youth resilience through the bike. So you go through the program where they learn how to, to maintain, build, strip down a bike. Uh, and at the end of the program, they get a bike, a helmet, and a lock. But throughout the whole thing, they're learning really how to leadership skills, how to work as a team, how to be more resilient youth. Uh, and this is a fantastic program. There's so much for the community here. Uh, and I'm going to try and raise $5,000 because that's enough to put a whole class uh, through the program. Okay, so we'll have to set up a link for people wanting to donate to that. We don't have that ready yet, but you're working with two of you together. Yeah, soon, I'm working right? with two of you, and that link should be going uh, next week or this upcoming week. So okay. uh, if you're listening to, to it, today is June 20th. So um, the week of June 21st, that link should be live. And once it is, I'll add it to the show notes, and it'll also be on our YouTube and Instagram pages. So what are the dates again for Everstein? It's going to be September 17th to 19th. Okay. We haven't exactly figured out um, what it's going to look like <laughs> in terms of timing uh, and, and when we'll be sleeping or whatnot, but we'll probably start with the swim afternoon of the 17th and then roll into the bike and, and the run. Oh, I think you should do it early in the morning, early on the 17th, so you have all day to recover. Like 24 hours to recover. Anyways, Anyways. That's, that's my two cents. So if you're local in Calgary or not local and come? you really want to do this, we really want to have you. So <laughs> we're going to be doing the 10K swim in our local lake, Arbor Lake. So it's going to be probably 12 laps. 20. Oh, <laughs> 20 laps. Oh, God. And you're doing that with me? I'm going to do it with him. We're going to, I'll pace him on that. Make sure that he doesn't go too fast. <laughs> and <laughs> it'll be fun i think we have some friends there to come yeah come do a few laps on the swim even if you just want to come do a couple laps and cheer and yeah we're, you know, we're sharing your socials so we can try and, and get uh raise some money for for local youth in the community and it's kind of fun for spectating doing this because you're just really you're doing laps or you're up and down a hill all day so it's kind of it's kind of a great spectator event yeah <laughs> and if you just want to join in for a couple laps on the bike or the run uh, we'll have specific details posted closer to uh, but it's all going to be local to uh, northwest calgary so. okay so you've already you've gone through what are you doing and you've also kind of answered my next question which is why are you doing yeah. this so two reasons one is 
uh, I wanted to come up with a way to support two of you. And with the uh, pandemic and everything that's going on, it's been difficult for a lot of nonprofits to uh, to raise money and a lot of being put in unfortunate situations. And I want to make sure that, you know, we keep two wheel view going for the long term. Not to say there are any uh, concerns around finances or whatnot, but um, it's important to make sure that we're promoting and, and giving visibility to these nonprofits. And the other reason is just to see the limits of human potential. Uh, I did the Everesting on the bike last year, I did the half run. And Wait, well, that was a half run or more than a half. Run? It was a half Everest. And I was pretty beat up after that. Was, that. <laughs> was, that was intense. I was the physio for that. There was a bunch. How many of you guys did that? Like 20? There was like quite no, a few. Well, who, who, two of us who did showed half. up at the start line. Yeah, two of us did the half. And then I think three people went the whole way. Yeah, you guys are um, pretty beat up. But it's, that. you know, ever since then, it's just kind of been on the back of my mind. And I, I want to give it a shot and see if. Yeah, if I can do it, people have done Everstein triathlons before. I know of two people in the world through my Google searches. Two people have. I don't know of anyone who's done it though. The ten thousand meter. I think I'll be the oh, first person. Ten thousand. The yeah. first person in the world to do that. And Rich McDonald, you know you're doing it, so just say yes. <laughs> Come on. You can do it. <laughs> so if you, so I'm just kind of thinking through this. So say you do this. We know you can do the swim. For sure. I yeah. mean, you have all day to do it, right? We have to set parameters, but you have 24 hours or what are the... Now yeah, I'm asking I... questions that are not <laughs> on the question list. No, so I, I, I think the, I think, you know, I think this going to be about four hours. And I think... Yeah, because you don't want to go fat, like too fast and be too... Yeah, and, and so fatigued. The, the, the swim is to mitigate the damage later on and to make, and the key is going to be to eating and drinking enough. Or so, should so we you do can the, the, the later goals? I think where it gets where where the gamesmanship comes in is: Do you go from the swim right to the bike, and the bike you know going to be going slower? Let's say that takes seventeen hours. So right now, pardon me, we're at twenty one. So then I go twenty one hours, take a bit of a rest, and then start the run because the run could be a good twenty four hours. I thought you were doing a three day event though. Yeah, but I don't want to start the run at like 6 a.m. on a Sunday, not finish till 6 a.m. on a Monday. Oh, yeah. Excellent. I like to finish in daylight on Sunday. Oh, but we can get into like, <laughs> This is getting, okay, so what if this, my question is this, what if, well, you've already done the bike, so no, you can do it. Yeah. But what if, what if you did the swim, check, didn't make the bike in the 24-hour cutoff, do you just keep going? Or what do you do? What cutoff? Is there a 24 hour there's cutoff? No, no, there's no oh, cutoff. I thought there was a 24 no, no. hour cutoff. No, the, the rules oh. for Everesting as long as you don't sleep. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah, as long as you so finish you, the bike without sleeping. We know you can do the sleeping. swim. We know you can do the bike. It's going to come down to, are you going to be doing this run? Yeah, and so- And, so and the, I keep joking that <laughs> I'm out of town that weekend. <laughs> it's probably a good idea. But now I can't because I said I'm doing the swim. Well, you, well, you would do the swim on the Friday and go out on the, on, on the weekend. But the- I think that the thing with the run is last year I hadn't done strength work. And so I wasn't as durable and resilient as an athlete. I was focusing more just on endurance. And so since a week after that ended and I've recovered, I started with our online fitness programs and I've been doing those fairly consistently throughout the winter. And so coming into this race season, you know, I feel much stronger. I feel much more durable. 
Um, and I think my body is just going to hold up to the pounding that much better because the issue is it isn't the going up it's the going down yeah that, it's that's the where joints you, like it's yeah. the impact on the joints that's and, and that's what where we're trying to mitigate that's where i ran into issues last year i was fine yeah, going up like, so oh. <laughs> so, so <laughs> the strength is so important because one with pools being closed and lakes really only opening a few weeks ago and and the one by us is still really cold you know we don't have and swimming with a wetsuit is well, you're going to be doing that anyway. Yeah, but it's, it's a lot more relying on strength because I, I don't have the reps in the pool that I usually have over the winter. So, you know, a 10K swim for me is, is going to be difficult, but, but very doable. The key is going to be strong so I can really focus on my upper body to get through it. Same with the bike. You need a strong, resilient body so that it can be able to run that long the next day. And then, and then the strength is so important because it it lets, I think it's going to let me get through that run. With the polling uh, too, because are you going to use the pools with the yeah, run? I'll use yeah. poles a bit too. Yeah, and, you gotta so, have, yeah, use your upper body as much as you can to yeah. power up those hills. And I think, you know, the takeaway there that everyone can apply is strength is so important now to whether you just have a desk job and you need to have that durability and res resilience. So when you finish sitting at your chair for the whole day, you can go do something, right? Or if you're a new parent, you just have a strong body because they will use you as a jungle gym. And when your kids are young and even now, and Sophia is getting heavy, she's eight, they see your role as objects you hang off of. Yeah, and they want you to <laughs> like, oh, carry me here. here. Give me a piggyback up the stairs. So it's like, oh, I lie down so I can surf on your back. I so, my leg weights. <laughs> so it's, it, you know, knowing no one on this pod listening to this podcast is probably silly enough to do an everything triathlon. It doing the strength work is crucial for whatever sport you're doing. I think it's way more and, important than endurance. Yeah. And just for daily and just for daily living. So, you know, that is going to be, is going to be key. And skeletal strength too. Like as we age, like it's inevitable, but we're all losing bone mass as well. So keeping up that strength really, keeps up that bone mass and prevents injuries yeah. that way yeah all right so okay so i guess you you've kind of covered you, we kind of keep cross <laughs> crossing into the next question so my next question is all about training so what is your specific training plan do you have a training plan or are you just going with the flow i have not seen any type of training plan listed other than our strength but you like you can't just lift weights and then run up mountains like you still have to work yeah. on the endurance piece so how are you going to do that so i mean as you know if you follow me on instagram or youtube my moniker is a time crunch triathlete and that's because as a busy professional with two young kids um, who still likes to be involved in, in the family life, I don't have a lot of time. So what I'm doing for training is not that dissimilar to my Olympic distance prep for Olympic distance triathlon, which is 1500 meter swim, 40K bike, 10K run. Um, and the reason for that is twofold. One, uh, I still have some races end of August for that. And Worlds is maybe happening now, in the fall maybe not maybe we're going to Belize we have no idea something. no idea so <laughs> i want to keep that speed work up uh, the other reason i'm following that plan is because i'm a firm believer in having efficient well-structured workouts and workout programs 
So I don't need to go do, you know, six hour bike rides every day. Most of my training is done between 45 minutes and 90 minutes. Very rarely do I do anything longer than two hours. And the reason that works is because I'm doing it at, um, you know, prescribed effort levels that I can, you know, kind of then stretch out. So to put it another way, the faster you are, the easier it is to go at a lower speed, right? So for example, yeah, and I was going to use a, a bit of a cycling analogy here. And I'm, I'm sorry if I lose someone, but let's say my wattage I can hold for an hour. So the power I can hold on God, the bike for yeah. an hour is 350. <laughs> you know, if that's a 350, it's easier for me to ride at 200 for a long time. Whereas if my power is only 250, it gets awfully hard to ride at 200. So, you know, hopefully that doesn't, uh, lose you but essentially what i'm trying to do is raise my ceiling so it's easier for me to go at a um yeah a, a decent pace higher intensity for longer. for longer yeah just like anything really yeah okay so what do you think is that did you cover all i think so because i've already off? no i've already talked about the strength yeah. so i think that that's okay it, so what do you think is going to be the hardest part of the training of the event nutrition we haven't talked about that <sighs> That's because I'm scared of the nutrition aspect. The training's fun. I'm, I'm not worried about the training. I've been training consistently for uh, back at it in triathlon for probably three years now. Uh, and so that's something I really enjoy. And as you can tell, it's a big part of our life. So that's that's fun. That's playtime for, for me. So not worried about that. In terms of the actual event, it's going to be mental strength uh, and, and durability. Support. Support. We need people to come to you. Yeah. Uh, and the reason is when you start, you know, even 20 laps swimming of our lake, you know, we do two or three and we're like, all right, that's, that's, that's pretty good. good. We're good. Uh, and one of it is, is it can get boring. And when you're starting out and you've done two and you say, okay, I have another 18 or I have another three hours and 40 minutes of swimming now, you know, that's, it's a long time. And when you're doing it on the bike, you know, and it's going to be north of 15 hours. Are you not going to have Rich like he did? Oh, Rich is or doing it. Or maybe he will. He has to now. We keep mentioning <laughs> him. You so. might well listen to this episode. You know, so it's going to be hard to start to swim knowing that, you know, really for the next 50 hours, all you're doing is going up and down yeah or a mountain or around and around the same lake we'll and have to so, really dial into the nutrition too because then you do like you start to get delirious after a while yeah and so you know <laughs> it's and, and, like <laughs> why what are we doing what are no you what are you doing i told you what i'm doing so <laughs> but i think i think that's where it's important and these are some strategies Hydration, i think that station. can that can really apply to everyone is you have to look one is you have to take things in bite-sized pieces. And, you know, when I'm starting the swim or starting the bike or starting the run, I'm not thinking actively about hour 20 or hour 24 or lap 78 of the bike oh. or whatever it is, because it just gets too overwhelming. All I need to do in that moment is do one stroke in the swim and then the next or one pedal of evolution on the bike or one more step on the run. And that's all I need to worry about, right? So you can really simplify a big goal by looking at it in bite-sized pieces. All I need to do is make this phone call. 
all I need to do is send this email. And every day, if you just do those things, it think things add up. But at the same time, yes, you want to take bite-sized pieces, but you still need an eye towards the end. So when you have that difficult phone call to make or the difficult email to send or that project you've been stalling on, you know, one, it's a bite-sized piece, just do it. And then know why you're doing it. You're doing it to get to whatever your end goal is. Yeah, if, you, you're, if your why is strong enough, the how is just follows. The how is yeah. easy. And the other reason is it, it lets you focus in on it. So, you know, to bring it back to this example, when I'm starting out on lap one of the swim, I'm not thinking about hour 20 of the run, but I'm still eating and drinking during the swim to prepare myself for hour 20 of the run. And the same thing with your goal, right? It's I'm making this phone call today because I know that's going to lead to, you know, something else down, down the road. So focus on what you're doing, but still have that vision in the future and be working towards it. Mm -hmm. No, I think that's good. It's like today when we were running at the track, we were doing these repeats. <laughs> we're only doing 10, but I was like, okay, 10 repeats of this. That just seems like a lot. I'm going to break it down. So in my mind, Kevin's like, oh, we only have this many. I'm like, nope, that's the way, not the way I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it in groups of two. Like we only have five groups of two. So, and it's all, it's totally yeah. a mental game. It's all mental how game. You break it down. So yeah. And it's, and good thing it's not in salt water. Cause he won't be super swollen and stuff, all, all the stuff that comes along with that. Now you're scaring me. <laughs> Plus salt water has uh, animals that can attack you. And I swam once or I swam a few times in the ocean and I saw a jellyfish once and I was just so freaked out. So yeah, but you have your suit on and it doesn't matter. Okay. It's all good. It's all good. Okay. It's all good. Plus you have the tides. <laughs> okay. Anyways. So, okay. So let's move on to the last kind of question that I have for you is about strategy. So how are you going to strategize? What is your plan for all of this? Well, you know, I think this goes to anyone's BHAG, the big hairy audacious goal. And that's BHAG. BHAG. Hashtag BHAG. Julie's like, what is this? I'm like, Every I know what the big hairy audacious goal is, but I didn't know it was called BHAG. Everyone in the cycling world knows that. So come on uh people I, in my mindset world <laughs> do not call it behind. i think <laughs> i think the first point is i need to know you know we all need to know what that goal is what's the behag before we start because if we're just doing something and we don't know why one it's going to be hard to work backwards to engineer it to work out the training or the processes you need to achieve it the other thing is when you fail you don't know what lessons to take out of it if you don't know what the goal is Right. So if I do a long swim set and I fail, that's okay. Cause now I know oh, that's great. I fail. I can take the lessons and apply them so I can reach my, my goal. If I didn't know what the goal was, then it's just a fail without really any learnings, mm -hmm. you know? So those are some strategies I'm using. I'm also just, you know, bite-sized pieces trying to be that 1% better every day. And I think I heard this, what was it? I think it's, you know, oftentimes when we try and be better, we try and do too much too soon. And so we go from kind of that growth zone into, and I forget what it's called, but it's basically like paralysis by fear. And you just try and do too much too soon and you freeze and you get anxious and then you retreat way back out of the growth zone into your comfort zone. So people are saying, I think that, you know, take it for what it's worth, but the science is you only want to try and be three or 4% outside of your comfort zone. And that's the optimal growth zone. So 
you know, whether it's making those calls or doing the work or what you're doing for training, it's not making big, huge, massive changes. It's just every day getting that little bit better, focusing that little bit more yeah. on 1% better. Yeah. That's what we work on with our clients a lot too, is yeah. like, just be 1% better than you were yesterday. Yeah. And the other one is, you know, is, is what I talked about focusing on the present with an eye to the future. Right. So, you know, when I'm on the bike in the basement, you know, hammering away. And as I've done a lot over the winter, it's, you know, I enjoying the time, but also knowing why I'm doing it. Right. So it's enjoying the present. Yeah. while also oh, having yeah, enjoying the process. Yeah. But, but also having that, um, that mind towards the goal. And I think a lot of people struggle with that. They have trouble. They have goals in mind that they're working towards, but they have trouble enjoying where they are at, at the present as well. So I think it's a bit of that, you know, being happy with what I'm doing at the time and then also being, you know, excited to work towards the goal. Okay. That's, I feel like this is, this is good. This is a lot of oh, info. I, I feel like we've kind of hashed it out. We know what's to come. And I tried not to get too techie in Watts and pace times and all yeah, that. Yeah, we're not doing that. But Have you even thought about that? So. <laughs> so one more thing though, and this was on, we're watching swim nationals, Olympic trials, as Julie mentioned. And I forget the gentleman's name, but he just won, I think, 100 fly. And they're interviewing his dad on Zoom, of course, because no one was allowed in the pool. And his dad said, I just love my son because every day he just tries to do better than the day before. And when he has a bad day, the next day he wakes up and he just tries to be a little bit better. And I just thought, yeah, that was just know, a good attitude. That's just a good attitude to have. And that's all I think we can do for big challenges and for life. Speaking of doing better. <laughs> that must be this fail the week time. Speaking of being 1% better than hey, you were the and, day before. <laughs> and just for the record, it's not me this week. So shocker, Julie's having a big drink before okay, this. Okay, so. <laughs> so the fail of the week this week is brought to you by Julie Stenner Fitness. <laughs> okay. So my fail of the week, so pools opened i was back on it right away I'm like i'm just gonna book i want to get in the pool and i did work that into my schedule because every sunday night i sit down we hash out our schedule we schedule in our work time our workouts our kid we schedule everything in um that could also be another podcast yeah i'm going to interrupt you for one second though people think scheduling limits your time it actually gives you more time because you don't lose time in transitions deciding what to do you can just yeah this is what i'm doing here i go sorry yeah. i cut you off no that's good so so what this week what i kind of missed and i did have it scheduled in but it was kind of loose loosely scheduled and i changed the order of my workouts a lot so i ended up missing I think I did. Did I do one strength? Yeah. I missed another strength. I missed some strength work, which is not good because it's so easy to lose strength. I feel like you just really need to keep it up. So what I, what I usually do in the morning, I'll alternate my mornings. Well, now that I added the pool in, I kind of overscheduled myself. So I'll usually run in the morning and then the next morning I'll, I'll wake up and do a a short walk, like a half hour walk first before I do my strength or I'll do my strength before my run or after. So I've kind of been playing with that and using the weather and trying to get outside and trying to be home and finishing my strength when the girls get up. It's kind of a, a, a working schedule. But this week I added the swim in there. So I missed my, my strength. So 
Another part of that is because I'm kind of in between programs. Like when we're doing a specific program, like the Nightweight Control Freak, that was like super easy, got it in, all my schedule workouts were done. Now I am kind of in more of maintenance mode, I guess. So I'm trying to just do two or three strength workouts a week. So, so what are you gonna- easy to slip. Mm-hmm. So what am I going to do this week? To fix it. I know it's Sunday. I got to get down. I got to get into my my book and plan out my week. So this week, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do my, as much as I love to get out early and get my run done, like as the sun's coming up, maybe I should do my strength first instead of saying, I'm going to do it when I get home. What if you get, what if you get up, what if you go to bed earlier? So you get up earlier. Yeah, I could do that. Julie. <laughs> <laughs> We've been, we're so bad. Julie like, hates that because we've been so bad about it lately. I know. <laughs> But I still get up at like 530. I have to get up at five then. Do my strength. Because it is good. I know. And I do tell a lot of my my physio clients this as well. Like, do your strength first. Activate the muscles. Get your core strength activated. If that's a thing. I'm not quoting any science on this. But (laughs) so get the strength in first and then run. But I also do love coming home from my run, knowing that's done. The girls have, I was storing their breakfast and I can do my strength on the deck now outside, yeah. which yeah. is awesome. So I might do that. I'll see. Or I might do one of each. Okay, well, I don't know. I could try. See, this is so boring. Sorry. I'm like trying to hash out my week right now. The listeners will be <laughs> tuning in to see if you have rectified Ooh, I'm going to have to share this on my stories and tell you what I did. So All right. that was a long winded fail of the week. Yeah. Mine are much more just, <laughs> this is why I suck um but if you want to keep in touch with us we'll have our socials in the show notes i am the time crunch triathlete on youtube and instagram uh, you can also email us at stennerfitness at gmail.com We're happy to chat um, and if you'd like to be involved with us as business partners or clients we're always looking to work with awesome people and help them reach their fitness goals whatever whatever they are we have people from all different levels with yeah, all different so goals fun. and it's just it's really good so trip. fun to uh, support you in, in whatever mm-hmm. whatever your endeavor is and i am you can search me julie stanner on instagram or facebook or youtube you're youtube, YouTube but i changed my instagram name i am now physio fit julie physio julie fit because some <laughs> there's another physio fit julie out there there's only there's only one so i am physio julie fit or you can search julie stanner so all right, anything else? Can we let, can we let the kind people go? We will let the kind folk go. All right. Thanks for listening and see you next week. Thanks for listening, guys. And if you love this episode, and if you have friends who also want to maximize their one life, we would so appreciate if you like, comment, and share this with your friends so we can keep these episodes coming. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at Julie Stenner and at KSTEN81. Or drop us a comment and a DM with your questions. We'd be happy to chat with you guys. As always, contact us at stennerfitness at gmail.com. And don't forget to maximize your one life. Thank you.